Summer is coming up. And in this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we're going to think about some realistic goals that you can set. We're also going to think about feeling comfortable in your own skin as you're setting those goals, as you're working towards those goals, and as you're living it day in and day out. And finally, we're going to talk about the gift of time, this very, very important free thing uh, that we can gift to ourselves and we can gift to others. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Stephanie, we are eight weeks from the official start of summer. That's awesome. I know. It's coming. Did you count that up on a, like a calendar? I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm impressed, I did it. Laura. Yes, I did. Good work. Summer, I mean, that means pool time. That means maybe going to the beach. That means vacation. That might mean a swimsuit. For so, some of you, that might mean having children full time. Yes, that oh. might mean that too. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, keep going. So does that mean I can lose 30 pounds? Stephanie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. And this is interesting because I think this every single year in like April, <laughs> right? if I just lost the 30 pounds, then by like next week, I'd be good. I could go to the pool. Yeah. It's like the magic wand. If I could wave the magic wand and lose whatever I ate over the winter. But I think the saying goes, summer bodies are made in the winter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Summer bodies are not made in COVID. Summer bodies are not made in COVID. That's my new saying. Summer bodies are also not made in the last few short weeks of spring. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Good point. You can do something. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the, I mean, the sooner you start, the better. So if we're eight weeks away, realistically, what, what could we expect if we're trying to lose some fat? To, to look better in our shorts and our swimsuits and sundresses. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I think that if you're trying to lose fat, that uh, the most you can expect or hope for is a half a pound to a pound a week if you want that fat loss to be sustainable. You can lose more. I yes. mean, you could put on like a, a hot suit and sweat out five pounds. Or do some type of like all liquid, di- some, some of those crazy fad ways of losing weight. But it's just not going to work out well in the long run. And I think our goal, at least, uh, Laura and me, is health. It's just overall health. I mean, our our long-term goal is to be able to spend time with our grandkids on the floor of the living room, running through the swing sets, taking them to all the places they want to go. And we want to be able to get there. Yes. And so I think you have to realize if you're wanting to lose fat, are you wanting to lose fat for just a short amount of time and then gain it back? And oftentimes, if you do it in a way that's unhealthy, 
oftentimes you gain back even more than you lost. Yeah. Or are you wanting to just start on this journey and maybe you can lose five to eight pounds by the time summer starts and then you can continue through summer and then by next summer, if if your goal is 20, then you'll be there. Yeah. And that's a long game. It is. And so... If that's what you wanted to do, what what do you need to start doing? Like you, I mean, sometimes you're like, okay, summer's coming and I want to lose maybe five to eight pounds, but I have no clue where to start. Part of this is knowing that when you jump into this, it is a lot of work. It is. And it's a lot of consistency. Like, I think that's the number one word is that, and it doesn't mean, and I think sometimes people think consistency means never any alcohol, never any chocolate cake, never any ice cream, never anything. I mean, that's not, at least for me, what consistency means. It is those things in moderation. Yes. Yeah. And not chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a day. Um, Or if it is, it's one day and then not the next day. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and not drinking every night. Right. Yeah. So it's hard work. It's consistency. Um, you have to do some strength and some cardio. I think a lot of people think that you just go out there and do a bunch of cardio. And I think oftentimes if you want to see a lot of change in how your clothes fit and how you look in that swimsuit, that you do have to add strength. Yes. We've found that. Yep. And so... And then you have to be focused on your nutrition. I think, I mean, that's the hardest part for me uh, because I can go to the gym and do strength and run and all that is something I enjoy. But really thinking about my food takes a little bit more effort for me. And so I know that that's where I have to pull in the reins and really focus if I want to do some fat loss. So, and that's me too. The nutrition part is hard because. I have to enter in my food, mm-hmm. in my fitness pal. That helps me to think about my carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. It helps me to think about my total calories, all of those things to make sure that I'm staying on track. Yes. And I think that's, it's the nutrition part. If you could have a workout written and you know what you're doing and go to the gym and you lift the weights or you run the miles, but that pause of calculating how much food you're eating, I think that, I mean, that sometimes is time that people don't want to take, but that is what has to happen in order for you to see those changes. And it's work. I mean, I think that there's a lot of conversations that we have around, well, you know, you want to, you want to make sure that you feel full and you want to make sure that you don't beat yourself up too much. And you want to make sure that you're doing all of these things. And I think there's a hundred percent value in all of those conversations. But at the same time, if you are not in a spot that you want to be, it's going to be work. Yes. And it's going to be change. And change is hard. Yep. And yeah. And so fat loss or body change is not easy. And I think that's what, and then that's where the commitment comes in, is that you have to be committed to putting in the hard work to see the change. So with summer coming and the talk of swimsuits, I think sometimes that can really freak some women out. 
I think, and I th- I'm going to blame society on that. <laughs> because, valid, valid be- <laughs> point here. Because of what we see in the newsstands when we're standing in Target with our kids in tow or our teenagers in tow or just by ourselves with our girlfriends. But some of the images that society puts out there that we should look like a certain something in a swimsuit. And I just feel like that is the wrong image and the wrong message to be sending. I've really struggled with this. I've struggled with this my entire life because I'm somebody that wants to do right and fit in just naturally. And so I've really had to come to terms with I am not going to look like the people that are on the front page of the magazines. I'm right. just not. If there was like a um, fine print, I'm not saying the people in the magazines aren't moms because they could be and they can look that way. But their job may be to work out and then somebody like cooks their meals for them. Well, that's not realistic because nobody's cooking my meals except for my husband. <laughs> and I go for eight hours and I, I teach all day. So I I don't have eight hours to commit to working out. I have about an hour a day. I think that's the, the tricky part is that you see that and we don't know what they've done to look that way. Doesn't mean that I can't look awesome in my swimsuit. But I may not be able to look the way that the magazines allow me to because mm-hmm. I don't have that much time to devote to the how they're looking. Right. And for you, achieving that look may not be healthy. Yes. And certainly we have to think about our mental health as well as our physical health and figure out how to keep all of those things in balance. Um, so I've had a lot of a lot of thought about these types of things over the years, right? Because especially as a kid, uh, we were always working to try to figure out like what is that what is that person that I want to become? And the older I get, the more I realize that my mental health, my relationships, uh, certainly participate in that overall physical health in addition to exercise and healthy nutrition, but not expecting perfection. Yes. So I I have a story about swimsuits. So I've, you know, for the most part, I wore two pieces, you know, a tankini skirt, what have you. Now, on my honeymoon, I wore a bikini. And I was not your typical bikini body. I was pr- I probably weighed less than I do now. I mean, I don't really remember how much I weighed, but I wasn't as fit as I am now, if okay. that makes sense. Oh, it makes sense to me. I know how fit you are. You're fit. So I, I mean, I felt, I probably, I felt comfortable in it. Now, I only really felt comfortable in it on my honeymoon. Like, I didn't necessarily wear the bikini back home. But now, like, the swimsuit I bought, was it last year or the summer before? I bought a two-piece. Now, it's not a bikini. It's Nike. So, it's more like a sports two-piece. And I feel better about how I look in that now than I did when I weighed less and was much younger. Just because I'm saying this because my body isn't, I still have some jiggle, okay, with the two-piece that I'm wearing now. But 
I'm feeling really good about how I got there. So it's, yes. it's that more of that mental state that I'm like, you know what? I might have a little jiggle, but I also have some really strong legs and I've got some really strong arms and shoulders and I'm going to go ahead and wear my two piece and be proud of that. Yes. Versus I'm the size four because I'm not. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay, right? So I think it is a lot about that mental piece and feeling like, you know what, what I've gone through, the babies I've carried, the stress I've had, like it's gotten me here, but I feel good about what I'm doing and who I am. That is awesome. And that's what we're kind of talking about is feeling good in this moment, this today. Yes. Right? Knowing that we can always work to learn more and build relationships and become healthier. Exactly. If we want to, right? Yes. But today is the best day we're going to have. Right, right now. And that right now. Yep. And then tomorrow is the best tomorrow that we've we've only got one, right? Yeah. Yep. And so you got to make it the best you can. And so a couple of things that I've learned along the way uh, besides just owning the tank kini <laughs> <laughs> when I put it on, is uh, for me, it's been accepting my quirks. Uh, I'm not I'm not your normal, typical, everyday go to the movies and then talk about nail polish kind of person. Right. I'm a reader and I love books and I love facts and I love thinking about hard things. And um, owning it has helped me to feel comfortable in my own skin. That's and awesome. I think that people that accept their quirks, then I can appreciate a little bit better, right? Because they're owning whatever it is that's unusual about them. And, and that's what makes the world unique. I mean, think how boring it would be if we were all the same. Yeah. Ugh. Or just, you know, quoting whatever it was that was the headline on right. the paper. Right. Also, I've learned, and this one is hard for me, but I think it's important to buy clothes that fit whatever moment you're in. Yes. And clothes that make you feel amazing. Yeah. No matter the size, no matter the cut. I think that that can just help you with your confidence. Obviously, yeah. if you're wearing something that you feel awesome in, then you're just going to go about the world better. Yeah. And so then that's hard for me. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I don't have a lot of outfits that I like right now. And I just need to find something that fits me the way I want it to fit me right now. And then in a month or two months, if I look a little bit different, then I need to find something that'll fit me then. Yes. So another thing that uh, my mom keeps telling me, and she told me this all the time as a kid, is to leave the world a better place than when you got there. And I think about that in terms of like when I go and stay somewhere, especially a VRBO, how can we leave this a little bit better than when we found it? I was working a concession stand and my my mom's voice was in my brain and she was like, leave that place better than you found it. So I cleaned the crap out of the popcorn machine. <laughs> so it looked better than when you got right. there. And also our front yard. How do we How do we leave a little bit more flour? How do we leave a little bit more, you know? cleanliness how do how do we leave this place better than than we found it and and for me when i think about those things i feel better about the person that i am and the skin that i'm in because i know that i'm consciously working just to be a good human
So, Laura, recently we went on a trip to San Francisco uh, and Northern California. It was my parents and my family of four, and we were able to meet my brother, his girlfriend, out there. We had a great time. We went in towards Sonoma Valley. We went in towards San Francisco. We drank phenomenal wine, saw phenomenal oceans crashing upon the shore, enjoyed breakfast in the San Francisco Bay Area. And so when I went back home, when I got back home and I thought, what was the best part of this trip? The things that were the best part of the trip were not necessarily the most expensive things that we did, um, but the time that we had together. Like, we had this shared experience, my family, and it was all about the time. It was time to spend with my parents who were telling us stories and laughing. It was time to spend with my brother who showed us his great job and his girlfriend that took us all around her workplace. Getting to know them in a different way or a deeper way or a way that we can go back over the holidays and connect with again. That to me was the most important part of this trip or, or any trip really that I would take. Um, it's the relationships. It's the relationships yeah. that you grow and build along the way. And that really made me think like, because my, my husband gave me flowers the other day, this is connected. I promise. My husband gave me flowers the other day and I love the flowers, right? They're fantastic. But, we were talking about love language. And I think that that for me, my love language is time. Mm. Time with people. Okay. Ooh. And I strongly believe that we spend a lot of time idolizing people we can never hug. Yes. We spend time idolizing them on TV. We spend time idolizing them through our radios or our Spotify. Or social media. Yeah. And these people can never be touched by us. Right. And we can never truly be touched by them in a way that I was touched with my family in San Francisco. So I think about this this time as a gift, right? And I think about like, well, what can I do with this gift of time? Because it's not monetary at all. Right. Um, but I can tell you that I don't care about money when it comes to spending time with my parents. Right? Like, exactly. Like, well, because you know that the time is limited. And so you have to make the most of the time, especially with your parents. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and even though my brother is 16 years younger than me, and even that time with him, spending that time with him is so valuable because I feel like that provides us a connection mm-hmm. that we didn't have before. And he's another g- generation. Like, he's he's in his 30s, right? And so it's important to me that we continue that connection. So I remember why I love him to death, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember why his girlfriend is so amazing is to spend that time together and then appreciate it, right? And so I thought about kind of two categories with this time thing. Folks that I want to gift my time to. Okay. And then folks that need the gift of time for another purpose, right? And so if I want to gift my time to them, and my time for me is my commodity, 
Like when I choose to spend time with somebody, it is time that is to me sacred. Yes. Uh, Because there is not, I, there is so much time for me in life. I want to spend my time learning things and doing things and being around the positive things. Right. So if I choose to spend time with somebody, it is a conscious decision. And so I think about um, people that I want to gift my time to and then ways that I can do it. And there's many. I mean, there's like the workout friend, like that, that gift of, of time to Laura, right? That we do with each other every day. And, and she's my like my sounding board, my person that keeps me level. That per- You guys have that person in your life, I'm sure. Or if you don't have it, find it because mm-hmm. you need those people. But then there's also my friends that I want to gift that time to so that I can sit and sink in their lives a little bit, like through a coffee once a month or dinner or something like that. And and remember their beauty and remember all those things that we can learn from them and that we can build together. So I think about that, like the coffee and the dinners and things like that are once a month. But then I think about my friends that have so much to share and sometimes taking a car trip to a destination like to hear yes to yeah. make that connection and have so that, that time so that the car, the destination like a local city or somewhere is valuable right but the car trip and the stories yes. that we tell are just I as important yeah yeah and then i think about those friends that i just want to say hey here's a coupon for 2 hours would you like me to help you with your garden would you like me to help you clean your house would you like me to help you do something because I want to spend time with you and I know you're busy. Yes. So let me spend two hours helping you so that you can move on. Well, and I think we do our best thinking when we're when we're working. So that would yeah. be, yeah, that would be perfect. So then I think about those folks that I want to provide a service for, like something that will help them save their time. And those are, you know, those are the, those people in your life that maybe had a baby or maybe they're have an illness or have a loved one that has an illness. Mm-hmm. And and so I think about, you know, can I take care of their lawn or can I, often I go and weed their yard um, yep. because that's something that I like to do and I'm good at. Uh, some folks like to cook dinner. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> and so I'm really good at finding the gift certificates to the dinner places that can help them um, or pet sitting or babysitting. All of those things can help with that service of time. One of the best gifts of time that I've ever been given was a friend that said to me, I know you don't have time to write your dissertation. And so I'm going to come and I'm going to pick up your kids from their school on every single Tuesday. I'm going to cook them dinner. I'm going to feed them and I'm going to take them to whatever activities they have that night. And your only job is to finish that thing so that we can spend more time together. That is an awesome friend. I know. She's amazing. I love her. <laughs> Shout out to Misha. Yeah. And so that that gift of time, like, it's been five years. And I still think back on those Tuesday nights that she so, so selflessly gave to to help me. Allow I mean, you the just, time to right? finish what you needed. Best gift yeah. ever. Best gift ever. All right, Laura, it is now time for our weekly homework. And so in thinking about uh, feeling good in your own skin, giving the gift of time, those kinds of things, our homework this week is to try it out twofold. So we need to give the gift of time, right? We need to give the gift of time to our family, our friends, but also to ourselves. Oh, yes. So how are you going to do that this week? How are you going to honor this, this 
really precious commodity that we have doesn't cost a thing except the seconds, the minutes, the hours that it takes, which in the long term might be the most important thing that we have. So think about maybe gifting somebody an hour of your week. Who would that be? What would you do? How could you share with them, these people that we can touch and hug, how would you share with them that hour? That's the first thing. And then the second thing is you got to give some time to yourself, right? So that you are working on those things that help you feel comfortable in your skin, proud of who you are today, proud of who you are tomorrow. So give yourself the gift of time. Give somebody the gift of time. And in the meantime, enjoy your week. Go, move, breathe, share kindness with others. You You got got this. Friends Fit 40s, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you.